You're listening to It's Not a Show with Tara Francisco and Rance Rizzuto. They're usually performers, but today they're just pals. And it's not a show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us. We're so glad you're here. I'm Tara Francisco. I'm Rance Rizzuto. Hey, that little song was as close to a show as you'll get because That's this. It. It's not that, a show. It's not a show. That's it. That's all you get from us. Look, we're normally performers, like the intro says, but we're not performing today. We're just, we're just, we're just chatting. We're just hashing it out. We're getting to the debatables where we have three good issues to uh, chat about. And yeah, debatables. We've been calling them questions in previous episodes, and just today we were like, wait a minute, some of these aren't questions. <laughs> some of them are, but some of them aren't. So we're just calling them debatables. Yeah, and here's the idea about this this little thing we're doing. Uh, since Rance and I perform so much, we thought, you know, we should take some uh, fun time to just sit down and think about some queries, some debatables, and just chat it out. Do you like that queries? Queries. Yeah, we can just we can just talk some things out, think about how we feel about the things, share those opinions out loud, maybe get really steamed about the way we feel about them, laugh a lot, and yeah. then. And once we get all that stress out, we can handle going back into the real world where we're just happy as clams. Yeah, that's the way it should be, you know, being able to like manage your emotions a little bit. Yeah, 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 manage them. And and that's that's part of this time now, right? Is that sometimes a little healthy, healthy rage is just gonna make you healthy feel rage is healthy rage. The best band name possibility that we've come up with so far. They only play they only play at Whole Foods up on a very small, very small stage. It's it's two people just strumming a uke up together at the same time. The same one. <laughs> one does the frets and one strums the uke. Healthy rage. Healthy rage. Hey Tara, this is a little, a little bit behind the uh behind the curtain, maybe, but oh. uh it's august now it's august 2020 like yeah. who who can say when someone is going to listen to this thing it's august 2020 and uh today was the first day in a long time where i i felt comfortable outside doing something i love and that thing is wearing jeans okay now look i, I mean this is you don't rance never knows the questions or the debatables i have for him pre any episode i often mm -hmm. We take, by the way, if, I, if you are just listening to this for the very first time, yeah, take debatables from our listeners that submit to us. Um, and you can submit to us on our email address uh, included in this little description. But if you want to submit a question, please do. We have over 250 questions to uh, get to yes. in, in no specific order. And Rance never sees the questions before. I never see them. Yeah, you know, I just inadvertently tie yeah. into one of our debatables. You really did, which is like in, wow. in a really soft lob way. You basically kind of pitched us the first one, which is great. You're right. We did. We did sit outside today. And typically summers where we are in the Midwest, uh, we lived in Chicago for a long time. And now we live in Seabus, Ohio, for the most time, uh, most part around our tour. Um, but yeah, we we <laughs> we live here and it's it's real hot and yeah. it's real cold. We get all the seasons, which is I love that. Anyway, yeah. I would define Tara. I would define you as a sun baby, and I would define me as a cave baby. 
Oh my gosh. Time out. First off, Sun Baby <laughs> sounds so cute and Cave Baby sounds so, so undernourished. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's, but that's okay. Cause I, like I make oh. my choice. My choice is to be the malnourished Cave Baby. It's just very funny. Cave Baby just really whips up and, an image of a baby that just has no vitamin D at all. And maybe the baby is like 70 by the time it's two. It's a cave baby. It's just a tiny undernourished baby, no vitamin D, no sun, no nothing, no Interesting. Nothing. It's just having a tough time. You so, saying that the baby would be 70 by the time it's two ties back to another episode, which that would be the only time to define a baby as an old baby, I guess. That's correct. Yeah, we did have the old baby debate, I think, in episode, what was that, three or four, I think. Uh, probably three. Or, that was episode two, Tara. Gosh, okay. Old baby was in episode two. So if you haven't heard our old baby debate, uh, that's back in episode two. But we got to move on to the debate. You're, I can't believe that's what you left. You kind of like that's what you led with today because I, that's insane. That's like, uh, let's keep track of this and see how many times, like I, I legitimately don't look at the questions or, or I'll think too much about them. I like to know, I like to hear them in the spur of the moment. I think Tara agrees that it's probably best, uh, or I'll, I'll, I'll spend all day forming a, a thesis. I, <laughs> yeah, you, you sure would. You sure would. So it's better to be off the cuff. I think for both of us, I, I also don't, try to think about the questions at all. And I try to pick them at random quickly so that I just jump into the conversation. Here's the first debatable, which may lead you straight from the conversation you were having. Debatable From Wanda Keenan in Chiswick, United Kingdom. Whoa. International listeners. This is the coolest thing in the world. Thank you so much. Chiswick. Chiswick, Chiswick, UK. Wanda Keenan asks, and spells it with a U, which I also appreciate. What's your favorite weather? Oh man, I think did I double whammy? Is this is is yeah. this one that I let into? I Good. think so. I think so. My favorite weather is not everyone's favorite weather. Here you go. I am a cave baby. Cave baby. Cave baby. And uh, I I love a good seventy degrees. Mm. I love a good partly cloudy. Mm. Like if I see a rainy day, I'm not I'm not t- distraught. I enjoy a good I enjoy a good drizz. Oh, you love a drizz, D R I Z Z. Especially if it's like if I'm not like a downpour, but a drizzle. If mm-hmm. I'm like in the right coat or in the car, I don't mind a drizz. Feels like it's feel it feels like the earth is uh, like power washing itself. I don't know that a lot of people would say that's a horrible weather i mean like obviously the classic answer here would be like beach day we're all partying in our swimsuits having fun no. i hate that uh, although i do think here's how i feel about the day you described i think it sounds great if i'm in the right location if i'm in like a coffee shop and i'm studying or i'm like writing listening to you know some like folksy alternative like uh, oh. you know, like 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 folk punk Oh, folk punk. Oh, or like, or even like coffee shop, like jazz, where they actually play the notes and you can tell what song it is. Things yeah. like that. if I'm if I'm listening to Sarah Bareilles in a coffee shop, just thinking about the range is, I think yeah. your day sounds great. I would even make it colder, like meaning like if it was like fifty. I, I remember sitting in Chicago coffee shops, 
40, 50 degrees, slight drizz, gray outside, so you don't want to leave the shop. Yeah. You're kind of cold unless you're inside, but you go outside for a little crisp burst every every few. This is a good like fall energy to it that you yeah. described. But I it's just not my ideal every day. That that's like a that's a mood for me. It's like a mood that I want, but it's not my favorite favorite. Well, then what's your ideal every day? I think it's close though. I think it might be what you described. Maybe 10 degrees up. And it's like I'd say it's like it's sunny with clouds in the sky that are like Simpsons clouds. Yes, okay. Like puffies. Yeah. I need some puffies. If I don't have those cotton puffies in the sky, what's this all been for? It has to either be like swirly great clouds or like good puffs, but not blocking a lot, just like nice puffs. Oh, like those clouds where like if you're driving down a long stretch of road, yes, 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 you yes, can yes. see the shadow moving across the road, but you're yes. in sunlight. Yes, 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 yes. And as soon as you get in the shadow, you can see the sunlight ahead. Yes, yes, yes. Like if I don't have a road trip cloud where I where like I'd say you're driving down a great stretch of road, you're like you're you're just barreling through, visiting your friends from college to college, or you're like going to your buddy's house. You know, you're 35 now, whatever. You're going to your buddy's house and you're like meeting their new baby, but you're just like in an open road. You know, and yeah. it's like this this fluffy, is this. Yes, 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 yes. fluffy clouds, just bam, 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 bam. But it's sunny. It's not. I, I take the driving out of this equation actually because the the glare is hard with driving. But yes. additionally, I'm saying it's like 75 to 80. You got puff clouds. You got tons of sun. Boom. You got you got great great promise for a night that's going to be about 50 degrees. So you can wear a sweatshirt. That's important to me. Yeah. A hoodie. I'd be curious in in whatever form of commenting or emails that happen to hear what some other people's favorite weathers are. I know people that live in Minnesota who love Arizona weather because I think they're from Arizona, but they no, moved to Minnesota. It's like worst choice. No, bad. I mean, I do something I appreciate about Arizona. Like if you go to like Sedona or something, let's say somewhere cool and like hippie fun. I do like that it's dry. I, I like if you're going to have like a, a heat that high, then the humidity of the Midwest is not what I would ever want. No. Um, I like I like a good East Coast fall day. Like, yes. I, give me a Boston day uh, like uh, in the fall. Hell yeah. Give me those leaves. Let me leaf peep. I want to peep those leaves so hard. Oh, Lord. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. I, and that's why I always get sad when like we've we considered like moving to other places for our employment, like meaning like we do entertainment for a living when people are like, hey, not we now. Not now, though. this is not this is not oh, a this show. isn't a show. This is <laughs> a show. But when we go out to do like gigs, you know, where it's like we have to shoot a commercial or we have to shoot a pilot or something like that. We've had, had to do that stuff and agents or managers are like, do you want to move to LA or do you want to move to, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something else that's like comparable to that. I always was like, I don't feel great there because the seasons don't, there's no seasons. I, yeah. I like the, I like the temp often, but I don't really, I want to see leaves. I want to see snow. I actually like snow. I just don't want it every day. There's the there's like the impression in LA too that it's going to be 76 every day, and that just never changes. But then like yeah, if you've ever been there in October, it's 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 hell. It's it's you're you're like it's October, it's fall, and that's like when summer hits there. Yeah, I shot a commercial in LA around Christmas time, around the holidays, and it was like 80 to 90 degrees. And I know that that's not a, a mind fuck for everybody, but for me, it was a I just couldn't get my brain around like warm Christmas. It was, it was tripped me out so bad. So like that kind of, that kind of thing I can't handle. So I would say 
even though I like that temperature, I don't want it always. I love seasons. That wasn't the question. I'm just gabbing. Yeah. Uh, I think we both answered though the, the that it's like a, a nice, yeah, man. sunny, early fall type. Early fall with yeah. some some leaves to boot. I'm talking like September to October. Yeah. Rance and I have been fortunate enough to travel around tour on this time a, a couple of time, years in a row where it's been like we're in the East Coast during October and it's like oh everything's so great. It's like just so beautiful and crisp and lovely and where we live is also the same like leaves beautiful red and orange leaves and like just but still sunny like it's like sunny like hopeful and it's still blue skied it feels so good i think that variation of of seasons is important and if you have that then then there's forgiveness like i i worked on a cruise ship for a little bit and it would port in new york and then go down to the care Caribbean, Caribbean, depending on uh, your potato or potato. <laughs> and uh, I remember we were, so we're always in this, always in the sun, always in the tropics, but then we go back to New York and yep. it was during winter. And I remember walk, we'd get to be off the ship for like maybe four hours in New York to where to be safe of like, I go to New York, I get a little time uh, to get some, maybe some groceries or something. And I come back before the ship leaves for the next pat- batch of passengers. And I remember it would be winter and snowing. And it was the, the boat took off for everyone to take their vacations in the Caribbean. And there was a quarter inch of snow on the pool deck. And I remember it just being the coolest thing to be out on the deck of the pool, watching the New York skyline go by as we were leaving. And that, and knowing that, like in an hour, this will all be gone because we'll be heading yeah. we're heading south, and it'll start to warm up. Uh, but it, so it's nice to have like this snow is awesome because it, a I get to be in it, and b it's not like I'm stuck here for three months. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love that. That's a that's a cool way too to like get it all. You got seasons in a day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope we answered that question, Wanda. I think so, and and, and yeah. uh, I think it was pretty easy, and I and I also think this is very subjective and depends on where you were raised, what you, what your experiences have been. Some people are winter people, some people are summer people, some people love the spring and the flowers and the what have you. Yeah, I like that it was like not much of a debatable. I think the only difference between ours, oddly, is that you like a little drizz, and a gray. Yeah. But similar temp. If I'm in direct sunlight, I'm rarely liking it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's, it's, the vampire, it's the vampire cave baby quality in you. Cave baby. <laughs> Look at him atrophy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So that was number one. Thank you, Wanda Keenan from Chiswick, UK. Yes. Okay. On to question number two. From Jonathan Pitts in Chicago, Illinois. Heard of him? Heard of him? Hi, pal. The question is ketchup or mustard? Simply that. Debatable. Yeah, he just wants us to go after one. Well, there's some clear arguments one way or another for certain situations. I've got my answer. What's your answer? Mustard. Yeah. I'm out. Mustard. Really? 
High five. High five. We're high fiving. I I uh I can't believe it was that easy. Next question. Next question. <laughs> no, I mean there's a lot of reasons I would choose ketchup on one or two things, but otherwise I would take mustard on everything else. So I yeah. think that has to be mustard for me. Ketchup for me is almost a strictly fry thing. Like what it's either I'll put it on fries. I'll put it on hash browns, which are uh, a bunch of yeah. tiny little fries in a pile. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'll put it on like home fries, which has fries in the name. Okay, okay. I'll also put ketchup on a cheeseburger, but not as much mu as I would put mustard on there. So okay, a little bit. So generally speaking, ketchup for you is exclusively almost a potato product, which I would also say is same for me. Yeah. If I'm, oh, hey, you want to know a little ketchup hack? This is so gross. Yeah. If you're going to, I don't have ketchup very much because I don't have fries very much these days. Um, but if you're going to go out and treat yourself and give yourself a little like Mickey dough, Mickey Do's, Mickey Do's, <laughs> Mickey D's fry or whatever people are into. I'm trying to think if that's even a fry I like. I know that Wendy's fries were great for a while, but it's been a long time. Yeah. So, Let's say you're going to go out and have like some fast food fries. You got to get a little tiny paper ramekin of ketchup. Yeah. Pump, and you're going to put salt into that ramekin. Okay. Whoa. Because people that salt their fries over salt them. But if you salt your ketchup, you just have a dip. That's genius. Thank you. I used to do it a lot when I, I don't know when, when I was ever having this, I think I was on like, I know I did like a keto Atkins sort of thing. That doesn't make sense for fries. But there was a point where I was like using that dip a lot. Oh, I really don't know when this was. It might just be road trippy stuff. I toured for a long time with Second City. So it might have been like, we have fries. And then it was like, I'd always do that because in the car, you could just have one thing and not like spill everything the same way. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So this is probably just a regular eating time, but still. I could have swore you were going to say mixing another condiment in like, I, I like sometimes to mix the ketchup and mustard together for dipping fries into, or sometimes I've tried it before. It's not my favorite, but I, I didn't mind it. Ketchup and a little bit of mayo mixed together. I was just going to ask, do you ever, do you ever use mayo on anything? I don't really. Barely. I think I've had it on sandwiches. Like if I go someplace to like a deli to get a sandwich and it comes on it. Yeah, fine. I'm, I'm like running 50, 50 on saying no mayo. Yeah, I get that. Especially with a deli with one of those big fat knives where you can tell they're going to put like a quarter inch of mayonnaise on it. Then I'm like, don't put ah, mayonnaise too much. on it. Come on. Come on. Be rational. Yeah. Be rational. Be it's rational. Like what are you doing? Yeah. I, that's that's part of it. Yeah. I don't use mayo on a lot of things. I've recently realized that mayo goes into like sauces and stuff. Like if you're making a, I've been cooking a lot. So if you're making like a homemade sauce, it can be a binder for a lot of sauces in like, um, Asian like Asian glaze stuff. It's really cool, but it, it tastes good. It has like ginger mm. and mayo and stuff in it. But I would have never known it was mayo had I not seen this recipe. Hey Tara, spoiler alert! This just in. You're a great cook. Oh, thanks. That's really yeah. sweet. I really enjoy it now. I I don't think I would have said I enjoyed it prior to shelter in place, but now it's become a very zen thing for me to do during this time because it's like we have less. Typically, our work schedule is so heavy about sixty to seventy hours per week if not more honestly and at this point now we have this kind of reduced schedule of because we can't tour or yeah. we like teach online a certain amount of hours a day but everyone has this like burnout from zoom and stuff obviously so now i just get to like cook or garden in the in-betweens and it's so fun 
Yeah. yeah. Learned a ton. Thank you, Rance. That's very nice. It's delicious. Thanks. I, I, I take a lot of pride in things I would have not ever made had, had it not been for like just learning a little bit about it. That's sweet. I, I back to the question, the mustard, the mustard thing, I think is in a lot of the foods we make, especially like uh Rance puts a little bit of mustard on his breakfast sandwich. Yeah. If, like, if we make like if we make a homemade, I mean often we'll eat like oatmeal or cereal or something, but if we're eating like a protein breakfast and we're having fun with it and we make like a I don't know, let's say like it's a it's an English muffin egg sandwich. We'll put hot sauce on the eggs. We'll put a little bit of yellow mustard on the sandwich. And it kind of makes it like a little sharper. I don't know how to describe why that works, Rance, but yeah. it does work. It's delicious. I think a, like an almost, I don't know if I'd say more intriguing, uh, debatable would be yellow mustard or brown mustard. Yeah, that's a great debatable because I think that I would have normally said brown. I love spicy mustard, but I don't love horseradish. And now I think I've come over to the rant side, Cave Baby. Cave Baby here loves. Welcome <laughs> to the cave. Oh, he's weathering up, everybody. Oh, someone call someone. Call someone. <laughs> hey, uh, can I share? Do you mind if I share a recipe with our lovely listeners? Sure. If this is a, this is three things need to be met for you to enjoy this thing. One, if you enjoy yellow mustard, this uh, that's criteria number one. Two, do you enjoy peanut butter? That's criteria number three. Uh, two, number two, number three, do you enjoy oh. bread? Oh, no, 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 no. If you do, if you enjoy those three things. No, 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 no. If you put them together in a sandwich form. Whoops. A peanut butter and yellow mustard sandwich. Ah. I think you will find it enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> I love peanut butter mustard sandwiches. Oh, call the authorities. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, have you you've tried one, right? I've tried it, I've tried it. I'll I'll be honest. I'm just I'm just going I'm just going a little bit uh extreme for fun. But I'll tell you what, when Rance described this sandwich to me, I was like, Are you okay? Do you need help? Signal if you need help. Yeah. Because he was eating, I don't think this is when we were a couple. He would just be like, Yeah, I love peanut butter and mustard. And I was like, What's happening? Are you do you need do you need resources can i get you <laughs> do you need resources <laughs> i help you with like just some education on how sandwiches are made anything at all but then later on you like were like hey i'm gonna make one of these i want you to just take one bite and just see that i'm not crazy yeah and i did and it was okay it wasn't like something i don't think i'd ever pick it rants to be honest but i do think it's better than i would have guessed for sure yeah it's worth a try it's to the point where i had a class of improv students who i mentioned this to and they didn't believe me and one of the students brought in a loaf of bread a thing of peanut butter a thing of mustard so they'd all try it and they they all uh, enjoyed it i i don't know why it works but it definitely works i mean yeah. it's just it's a weird compliment to each other i don't really get why but it, it's not bad I yep. guess it kind of makes it, I think it kind of makes it spicy peanut butter. It like almost like pulls something up that is not there. Probably. It's, it's, uh, as a kid, I would make experiments in the kitchen, which basically just meant putting random crap in between bread. And that one worked. Uh, guess what doesn't work? 
peanut butter, honey, cheese, and mayo. Don't oh. do it. <laughs> oh my God, you poor thing. Why? Why were you doing this? Because my friend, my friend and I would make these sandwiches as like experiments. I remember I took a bite and I threw it in the bushes. Like I remember being in the front yard, eating the sandwich. I took a bite and threw it in the bushes. <laughs> you can't just whip a sandwich at a bush if you don't like it. That's not how it goes. My yard. Was it? Yeah, it's my it's my front yard as a kid. So your parents are gonna walk outside and be like, "What? Where did the sandwich in the bush come from?" I mean, knowing how bad it tasted, yeah, there is a high probability it's still around today. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> oh man, no! Every bird came by and they're like, "I'm okay." Yeah. Oh, squirrel just passed it up. God, that's oh. bad. That sounds really bad. That one was, but peanut mustard. I'd uh, like, hey, give it a try and let us know how you like it. I think it would also be remiss. Uh, we we need to say that also our Chicago blood runs runs deep, and as you all know, there's a grand debate of ketchup or mustard on hot dogs in Chicago. There's no debate. I shouldn't say that, but yeah. if you're from Chicago, a lot of people are like, "Are you kidding me with this ketchup?" Like they don't want ketchup on their on their dog. So uh, I I also stand by that, and I do not want ketchup on a hot dog. I definitely want. I definitely want mustard on a hot dog. I probably want jardinera, maybe. I might want like a sport pep. I might want I might want cheese. You're getting closer to describing a Chicago dog. Yeah. You know what's well, I don't like relish. Oh man, screw relish. I would if I if relish was a person, we'd be in a fist fight. I'd hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it so much. I don't understand it. Although the weirdest thing is, if you haven't had a Chicago hot dog, my my accent kind of came out then, didn't it? Yeah. Chicago dog uh if you haven't had a chicago hot dog uh i would recommend you try it once because i thought that the combination of it would be just just the worst thing you've ever had in your entire life oh same i i'm a i'm a fairly uh i was a fairly picky eater um i i've grown to enjoy combinations of ingredients for the combination having the flavor rather than being grossed out by the flavor of a certain one and I tried Chicago. I tried a Chicago hot dog once, very, very nearly before I left, and I was surprised that I enjoyed it. Yeah, we had, we had. I remember we had one together actually too, and we were both like, hey, "These are, these are good." I don't know who put it together. It seems like someone was like, "Here's, here's, here's a Chicago hot dog." As I remember it, and I'm going to try to really dig deep into my Chicago soul. Yeah, do it. It's a hot dog. That's a classic, like kosher dog, like or, or a classic like ballpark Frank. Yeah. With a poppy seed bun, mustard. Uh, it's like atomically green relish. It's not like normal relish. It's like yeah. really, really bright green relish. A sport pepper mm -hmm. and celery salt. I feel like I'm missing an ingredient. Onion. Onion. Raw onion, which I don't like on anything. And on this dog, it's okay. It, it doesn't make sense. Sport peppers also are very tough to find sold yeah. uh, inside of Chicago limits. But... They're called other things, but sport peppers are very Chicago-y. If you haven't tried this, celery salt makes no sense. I, it seems like like some like Stan was in his kitchen and he was like, ah, I gotta get rid of a couple things. Yeah, or like, eh, my brother runs the celery salt factory and he yeah. asked me to do him a favor. Yeah, yeah. My brother was working down at Morton Salt and they've had a big oopsie daisy and now they have all this celery salt, so I gotta get rid of it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna push it at the old stand this week. <laughs> see if anybody's a taker maybe they are maybe they aren't uh, anybody's guess 
<laughs> Anybody's guess. But yeah, they are good. They are good. I don't know if I eat a hot dog over a regular dog. I mean, a, a, a Chicago dog over a regular dog every day. I wouldn't eat a hot dog every no. day. But I, I like it. I do like it. And I think it's like a fun shout out to how weird and wonderful Chicago can be with like, hey, we drink Malorton. We're fine with it. I don't understand yeah. why. Something I would definitely happen. be more likely to have a, a hot dog with just mustard. And I never would have a hot dog with ketchup. Agreed. So uh, mustard's the winner. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Pitts, ironically from Chicago, Illinois, mustard's the winner. And that would lead me to believe that he was specifically asking about it for hot I dog. know. He didn't say that. But it, it, we can infer that maybe hot dog is the reason he's asking us why. And definitely mustard on a hot dog, if not across the board for most things. Ketchup is too sugary. Mustard is fun. Good. Debatable. Good debatable, friends. Our third and final debatable. Debatable number three. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. You did? Yeah. <laughs> Been watching a lot of a lot of fun things. Uh, okay, great. So here's a third submitted by Ella Polardi of Columbus, Ohio. Now, call everyone here calls it Seabus, just in case anyone outside of that is like, why do you keep calling it that? It's because we hate the name Columbus and always have. So usually locals here say Seabus because a little less genocide. Yeah, it's just it's just a little less genocide. And and as long as I can remember, my friends have called it that as well. So embrace it till we maybe have a new name, Seabus. The question is, as landlords, would you pick Mr. Roper or Mr. Furley? So the Ropers or Mr. Furley as a landlord? Okay, so for, for all of our young viewers out there, this is That's why I kept it. I kept it for episode five because I thought, well, not everyone's gonna know what this reference is, but it's worth a watch. If you're if you're young, if you're like very, very young and listening to this, A, welcome. And yeah. B, we won't always alienate you this way. But C, I think it's like it's in the zeitgeist enough, this show, that it's like it's it's bizarre and it's now so so outdated. I would be surprised if it's running anywhere in um, syndication because it's like it's everything wrong with the 70s and 80s in one show. But it's also very silly and very fun and lots of great like Pratt Folly kind of silly business mix ups yeah. like that we're going to tell them about the show. Well, the show is one one male and two females living in an apartment together. It's called Three's Company. It's called Three's Company. <laughs> it's called Three's Company. We'll start there. And back in this uh, era, you know, like, oh, oh, I don't know if we could, we should have a man living with two women. So mm -hmm. the the male is uh, under the guise of uh, being gay. For the sake of the landlord, like the landlord doesn't want to let this man live with two women in an apartment, but they say he's gay. So the landlord's like, okay, that's that'll probably be okay for whatever reason. Isn't that insane that that was like, I mean, I, I you know, we've lived through a lot of wonderful th transitions to let's call it evolution. Yeah. Uh, you don't notice them as they're happening because it feels too slow. But then when you look back, you're like, wait, Three's Company was on not that long ago. And you really think about the concept of it or the conceit of it. And it's it's wild to think about like, OK, so this man, Jack Tripper is his name. Uh, Jack Tripper has to live with two female roommates. They live in California. It's very mm -hmm. silly. 
everything. It's very hip. The two roommates are, uh, they vary. One is always Janet, but then there's always a rotational blonde that also lives there. That is truly like, as I, I would say that generally it is like a blonde. That's like who was in the place. Cause we had Chrissy, we had, oh my gosh, I just forgot Terry. We had, I feel like there was another, I'm missing one. Anyway, let's say Chrissy and Terry are the mains. And they live with Janet and Jack, Tripper. Jack has to pretend he's gay whenever the landlord comes over. Yep. And I wouldn't say it's like gay, like, uh, I, I want to be, I'm, I'm a queer human. So I'm, I'm saying this aloud too, to make sure it's not as bad as it sounds, I suppose. Yeah, it's not like he's stereotypically portraying someone gay it's like if he has a girlfriend over and the landlord comes over yes. and gets caught with a girl then it's going to be suspect yes and he jack tripper himself is like a playboy so he's always like he always has a new woman over and he's like Ugh. like it's it's more like a hijinks although yeah. i have not watched it i don't think as an adult so i it could be way worse than i remember but mm -hmm. i think it's mostly just like mix-ups the craziness comes in when the landlords are there because they're always like what's the deal with your roommate and they're like more homophobic than anybody on the show yeah so there's the ropers which is mr and mrs roper and then there's mr ralph furley furley who's mm -hmm. don knotts yeah don knotts and i'd say that mr roper is more of a gruff kind of no nonsense landlord and i think mr furley is more of like a bumbling like go oh, kind of kind of landlord no is that true because here's my memory of it and I, I watched a lot of three's company as a, a very young child which mm -hmm. is already an issue because <laughs> <laughs> it's like all about him trying to get laid basically uh yeah. but, but uh it was on a lot as a child it was in syndication i think already i don't think it was even airing but i was seeing it as a kid a lot probably same for you rants but anyway ralph furley is like a He's, you know, Don Knotts, if you're familiar, who is, you know, often hilarious and like lots of pulls a lot of faces and things like that. He'd always be like, well, Jack, you know, I don't know what you're. Oh, well, here we go again. Like he was a little bit. I don't. I, I, I turned him into Paul Lind. But, you know, he <laughs> he was always kind of like he was more on to Jack than the Ropers were. Yeah. And I feel like also he was around more. I agree. I think because he was a star already. So Don, so the, I believe the Ropers were first. The Ropers were a couple. They were kind of like swing. She, Mrs. Roper, was sort of swingery. Like she was always kind of like, what are you guys up to? And like wearing like long caftans and just like sniffing yeah. around. And Mr. Roper was like, he may have been stern, but he was like si more silent. So he was always kind of like, what's going on in here? But he was just like skeptical. Early was up in Jack's business, I could only assume because Don Knotts was on Andy Griffith's show. So he was already famous. So they're probably trying to put him in more episodes. The Rupert also- Yeah, and this is also like, I think well past like Apple Dumpling Gang and all of his other like- Whoa, like, what? Again, look it up. Apple Dumpling Gang? I don't, is that, is that Spanky? No, that's that's not them. We, Here's a spoiler alert. It's on Disney Plus if you have access to it. And Terry's going to get a little taste today. Apple dumpling. Let, let's save an apple dumpling. It's like just separate. But he like it seemed like he was rounding the horn on his uh, on his stardom and was kind of like it, it was it was like rope. The Ropers got their own show, so they needed a new landlord and they brought in a ringer. 
Yeah, that's exactly it. Because the, the the conceit of the show was that Jack had to try to get like, there was always pressure of like, we're going to make Jack move out and then they'd be screwed. Yeah. Um, so which who cares, right? Like in real life, if your roommate had to move out, you'd be like, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering why this was so worried. Like, why were they so worried about it? I can't remember if there was a reason they were so worried. Anyway. So the uh, show could have more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the worry. Uh, Jack was a very successful chef um, at Jack's Bistro. Yeah. Uh, they lived above the Regal Beagle, which was a bar, etc. I'm just giving a lot of context here from what I remember. Uh, he had a best friend named Larry, who is definitely a sexual predator. We'll talk more about that yeah, if we have definitely. But yeah, so I, I mean, what is my vote here? Yeah. I'll do this. Uh, okay. My vote might be, I love, like, I think with the Ropers, you stand a chance of existing longer in your apartment, because they're yeah. not throw you out don knots is definitely going to throw you out yeah how do you feel about that I, I i was just about to say that's a lot of backstory for me to simply say <laughs> because and here's and here's why uh slightly different than yours but i say ropers because a when they had a problem mm-hmm. and they called the ropers would show up and if they didn't have problems the ropers tended to be minding their own business and i like a landlord who leaves me alone but fixes the stuff they're supposed to fix in an easily accessible way whereas i feel like the don knots mr furley type is the type who would be like knock knock when you're like i just i want to just live in my abode can you please stop coming by so it feels like i'd be intruded on more by the the furleys you mean Ralph Furley. Yes, by I mean like the Furleys of the world. Got it. I'd be intruded on more by Furley. And I would imagine too, like stopped more like on my way out if I crossed paths and be like, hey, what's going on in the like chit chat, which isn't my favorite. So I would like Roper seems like he would he'd be no no nonsense. Uh if I didn't talk to him, he wouldn't talk to me and, and we'd just cross paths. But if I'm like my toilet's broken, he'd be like, I'll fix it. Yeah. I agree. I think he's just like a curmudgeon. Yeah. Like, and I also think that maybe Mr. Roper doesn't run the ship. I think it's Mrs. Roper. Like, I think she's, I think she's better. I can't remember her name. His name is Stan. Yeah. Stan Roper is definitely his name. I don't know why. I don't know why I remember that. That's weird that I said Stan earlier without looking at the third question as a character. You're very psychic today, Tara. I think her name might be something that's like kind of old schooly like a cool name i'm looking it up right now so i can see what what it is i want everyone to know that once i looked up <laughs> oh maybe it's not i looked up mrs roper and the first thing that came up was mrs roper's caftan <laughs> which makes me feel great so uh it is her the the actress's name was audrey marie lindley and she played helen roper helen Helen Roper. And I think I'm most positive it's Stan. Let me make sure I'm not wrong about that. I can hear, you know why I can hear it is I can hear her saying his name. I can hear her going, Stan, like yelling at him if he's yelling at Jack. So I don't know why he probably didn't say Helen a lot. That's probably why I don't know it. But anyway, I think she would be like, she's all for Jack living there. I also think that Helen Roper is basically polyamorous or a swinger. And I think she's just kind of like, let people be, like, let them be what they are. And Stan's just a stick in the mud. Yeah. And Ralph Furley is ready to rumble. 
Ralph Furley's also like stuck in disco a little bit. Like he's he always yeah. had the ascot. Yes, yeah. leisure suits. Yeah, sort of energy. Yeah, he was just a. I think he was also trying to be like trying to be hip, like you're saying. Like he was trying to be like a still like a playboy. Yeah, you know, it wasn't working, so he kind of like leaned too heavy on that a bit. Yeah, was, I mean, there was like this is a. I mean, for what the show is, it was a, it, they were fun little dumb accents to the show. It wasn't always about them, but they were, they were heavily on the show for yeah, sure. Enough to be like recognizable. Yeah. Here's what I remember about Three's Company. This is important. I remember that Jack is a chef. I remember that Janet, I think is an, oh, no, she's not. Uh, Terry was a nurse. I remember that at all times, Jack Tripper will fall over a couch. Always over a couch. He falls over that couch. So many times. I, now that I'm saying he falls over a couch so many times, I can't believe that A, I didn't realize his name was Tripper, and B, that every. <laughs> yeah. Isn't oh, that. Yeah. And every episode, I mean, he falls over the couch so much that it's like a thing I remember from the show, and it couldn't have just been once. I think he did it a lot. How, how do you fall over your couch? Because you're like, you're, you're trying to get out of a place too fast, and you turn, you, you forget that you're right by the couch. <laughs> do you do that? Yeah, all the time, every day, every never. day. Never going over that couch. You never. I gotta give like, I I gotta give a, a shout out to John Ritter for just tripping over a couch more times than. Yeah. He that's the actor that played Jack Tripper. I I don't know if I don't know how he did it and didn't become addicted to painkillers. I hope he didn't, but he, it's so many times. It's just so many falls. The nice thing about a couch, though, is like on a set, there's you know there's a cushion on the other side of it, like you know there's a <laughs> just a gym gym. yeah. It had I, to be. We're going to have to do two things, and and I invite you, the the listener, to do it with us. Get it. We're going to go on Disney Plus, and I'm going to learn Tara about the Apple Dumpling Gang. No. And uh, also, I'm going to check YouTube for a supercut of Jack Tripper falling over a couch because I bet someone's made it. And if not, I'm going to make one. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a super cut. Maybe that'll be our bonus material. Well, if not, we'll make bonus material for this yeah. episode. Uh, and since we might have Patreons as well, that like, you got to get a little bang for your buck and some stupid stuff, right? This is yeah. the thing. It's a super cut. 10 hours of Jack Tripper falling down. Oh, I love a good 10 hour YouTube video. <laughs> I guess you're not alone, but I don't get it. But I, yeah. I love them. Tara, um, yeah, these were some fantastic debatables today. I had so much fun with these debatables. Thank you, friends. Thank you, all three of our, our submissions today. Uh, I wanted to give them another shout out. Now I don't know where. Oh, it was Wanda Keenan from Chiswick, UK. Jonathan Pitts from Chicago, Illinois, or nearby. I'm not sure if he's, he's in the city proper these days, but Jonathan Pitts in Chicago, Illinois. And uh, Ella Pilardi from Columbus, Ohio. Seabus, uh, thank you so much for submitting your debatable. We had a ball. If you want to submit a debatable, please check out our email address uh, and, and send us send us a, a question. We'd love, to, we'd love to parse through it. We just love it. We do and, love to parse. We love to parse, and I hope this gave you a little fun. Also, if you want to write us and tell us how we, uh, what we didn't address that you'd like to step into with us, we'd love to hear it too. On one of the future episodes, we're going through the old mailbag. So if we get submissions from all of you out there uh, about things that we may have missed, we will reflect upon them and see what we come up with together. We, yeah. we often have live episodes too, as you may know, 
and live right now is an unusual thing because live just means we're taking streamers as we record. Uh, this is a canned episode, but in the live streams, you can often weigh in in real time. But this is uh, not one of those, so send us your mail. Yeah, go go uh, if you want to go to twitch.tv slash the nest theater. Uh, T-H-E-A-T-R-E and uh, follow us there. You'll get notified when we go live. Uh, that's where we typically have our uh, our podcast as well as Facebook, The Nest Theater as well. You got it. Otherwise, thanks for subscribing and coming on by. We love you and we'll see you uh, next time. But just remember, it's not a show. It's not a show. Bye. Bye.